This is the Students of Tarot podcast, a podcast dedicated to the belief that anyone can learn to read tarot. I believe that anyone can learn tarot, and I'm here to journey with you. forward to bringing you guest teachers and continue a conversation that dives deeper into how can we use tarot to optimize and enhance our lives. I believe that anyone can learn tarot and I'm here to help. As I started the process of creating the podcast, a lot of things came up for me. There's a lot of work I have done over the past few years and preparing myself to take on something like this. And still, when it was time to execute, there were a number of issues that I had uh, personally with leveling up. So if we're going to look at leveling up, I define that as what it takes to take ourselves to the next level. So we create the lives that we feel we deserve or that we feel are comfortable for us. And if we want to create a different life, there is a requirement to level up. So as I was creating the podcast and coming up with the ideas, I noticed where I was really falling in to some old paradigms and old patterns. And as I was creating the podcast, I was so thankful that it was a podcast about tarot because of the availability and the eagerness of tarot to reflect my light back to me. So that's what I believe that tarot does is it reflects our light and our dark back to us. And so as the things came up and as I was at a crossroads of deciding whether I was going to look at these things or stuff them back down and stop my progress, I turned to tarot and I let tarot be the guide on how to level up with tarot. So a little tarotception, if you will. And as the cards came and as the imagery activated the energy within me, I was able to work through the old paradigms and the old patterns much faster than I ever had in the past. It was very helpful that I had already committed to the episodes, that I had already started sharing the graphics, that I had already started to create the community because I gave myself some accountability. It would have been against who I am as a person to have put this all out there and then cancel at the last minute. But let me tell you, there was a moment where I considered it. That Saturday morning as I was editing and compiling and producing the episode moments before I really was ready to post it, 
not that I was ever ready to post it, but moments before I did post it, there was a thought of, I could just stop. I don't have to do this. This isn't my job. This isn't feeding my family. This isn't anything other than something I really love to do. I could just stop right now. And I paused. This isn't anything other than something I really love to do. And that stopped me because I do a lot of things for a lot of people. And tarot is a way that I do things for people. But truly, truly, tarot is something I do for myself. Tarot is going to be a part of my experience in this lifetime, no matter what that looks like. So this is what it looks like today. Who knows what it will look like tomorrow? Who knows what it will look like 10 years from now? But in that moment, I knew I could move forward or I could stop. So I pulled a card, washed my face, and I posted. We humans do not like change. Our brain fights against it and will often use fear as a tool to stop us from moving forward. In a tarot reading, there is always an invitation for change. There is always a call to action. And there is always a sense of being able to take a message and interpret and apply that message in a way that lets the person move forward empowered. As a tool for healing and for growth, tarot invites us to see our own light reflected back to us. And for some people that can be very hard. And if you are going to be reading for people, it is important to understand that with something as personal as a tarot reading, you may be bringing up a lot for them and to provide them space to express themselves if needed or to take in the message in a way that works for them. And as a reader, one way that you can do that is to spend as much time as possible understanding the depth of the meaning in the cards and the way that they work together. So when we view tarot as a story or as a whole, we can take those pieces and determine how that story fits together in different parts. And when we look at tarot as how it can help us in our day to day, the story aspect of tarot is what really connects us with other humans. The cards are beautiful and the imagery is wonderful, but the core of why tarot has been and continues to be so popular as a tool for self-exploration is the story. It is the story of us and how we move through from one area of our life to next and how we are introduced to different aspects of self and different aspects of the outside world. In tarot, 
there is a leaning towards action, especially for me as a reader, because that is how I am as a person. So for me, my style tends to be very forward motion focused. And there are a lot of readers out there who read in very different styles. My suggestion to anyone who is seeking a tarot reading is to find the reader who you resonate with. Find someone whose message activates something within you. Find someone who says the thing about tarot that shines your light back to you. And find the reader who says the thing about tarot that invites you to look at your shadow and dig into that part of yourself. There is power in knowing ourself and that's what tarot invites us to do. As a reader, I like to invite the person to look within themselves every time. I don't read for third parties. So if you request a reading and you ask how someone else feels, I will try to help word the question in a way that focuses on you. And sometimes that's not possible and that's fine. There's plenty of readers out there who will read for that. For me, because tarot is about self-activation, the only person I can read for is the person requesting the reading. And reading for the energy present will give the person enough information that they can move forward in a way that feels empowering and not in response or in reaction to the energy of so many variables and free will of the person they might be asking about. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the magician. The magician is tarot card number one. Some of the keywords associated with the magician are mastery, power, willpower, potential, manifestation. And the magician comes to us to remind us of the power we can channel from the divine into the manifestation in the physical. The magician is the only card in the major arcana that has a reference to every suit in the minor arcana. On the magician's table, we can see the swords, the wands, the cups, and the pentacles. And the significance of these tools being on the table and ready for the magician's use indicate to us that the magician is the master of the within and the out. So the magician is able to call in the powers of the divine, channel that energy into manifestation in the physical. The magician is the card of individuality. And this is a card of the actual first steps that it takes to manifest. So the fool comes to us with new beginning and the magician comes to make the new beginning actually happen. The magician's associations are mercury and association with air or earth, depending on the reader's preference. 
The magician is the alchemist. He is able to create through willpower and desire. There is a sense of making things happen with the magician, taking seemingly incompatible elements, alchemizing them, and producing the optimum result for all parties involved. In readings, the magician indicates a level of mastery present or required for the next steps of actual physical manifestation. The magician is the embodiment of deliberate action. So this is the card of having the tools and the skills to do the work. The magician can also be an invitation to collect your tools and to assemble your skill sets in such a way that you can move through your life with a sense of mastery. The magician comes to us to invite us to use the tools that we have. And if we don't feel we have the tools necessary to seek out the tools and to call in that divine energy channel it through ourselves and manifest in the way that we came here to achieve. We did not come here to be mediocre and the magician comes to remind us of that. On today's episode, the spread we are going to explore is the nine card spread. This builds on the three card spread we discussed in episode one and the nine card spread allows you to provide a reading that is very in-depth while also being manageable. There is infinite number of spreads out there and when you're reading for a lot of people or you're reading for someone where you don't really have time to sit down and dig through the reading, it may be much quicker to have a spread that you feel comfortable using no matter the situation. And for me, that's the nine card spread. I love this spread because it is three rows of three and three is my favorite number. And it also provides a framework for looking at surrounding energies. So you can look at the spread and see the card in the center and then follow the cards around to find out the surrounding energy. You can also use past, present, future on three different levels. So if you're approaching a question in tarot related to a situation that is specific, you could look at the spiritual, the physical, and the emotional, or you could look at the possible, the probable, and the challenge. Notice that when the base energy is very strong, especially if there are major arcana across the bottom, the spread tends to read from the bottom up, and that indicates a certain type of situation or a certain reader for me as a reader. And when the spread has a stronger energy across the top row and the top three cards, that indicates to me that the situation is a headier, more internal thought-based 
logical situation that the Aquarius is asking about. In a nine card spread, you can also look at the way that different cards face each other. The cards face towards front, side, side, or sometimes they have your back, their back to you, which is its own information in the reading. So as you're looking at the figures and you're noticing this, the nine cards and the way that the cards are facing, you can also tell where to focus your attention and where to focus the reading. Often with a nine card spread, there will be, for me as a reader, a very concentrated energy in certain areas and I tend to read out from there. I do, however, know of many readers who read nine card spreads directly in rows, straight across, up and down, however they feel comfortable, sometimes adding diagonals for new approaches or a different angle on a situation. The nine card spread is easy to master as you don't have to remember much about placement. It is also very striking in appearance. So if you are reading for people, it looks really good on the table in a small area. And while that's not always important, this does lead to a good topic, which is if you are going to read for other people, remember that for them, this may be their first reading. This may be a reading after a hard situation in their life. This may be a reading about a new love. People show up for tarot readings in a very significant way. And as a tarot reader, it is important to meet them in that space. It is important to honor what would make them feel comfortable and also acknowledge that it is important and significant to have a reading. And so for me, a nine card spread is aesthetically pleasing and I like to provide an aesthetic to the reading to, to invite the reader to feel comfortable. And a nine card spread offers that uh, in person, in video, and with photos. That's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me, friends. It means the world to have you here as we learn about tarot together. See you next time.